the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Your daily source for in-depth business and investing news. We are Business 1440. KYCR Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Black Friday is an important business day for American retailers, hoping to cash in on one of the biggest shopping days of the year, and that's what was happening yesterday. Joe Renslow says it was as busy as ever at the Mall of America. There was a ton of excitement. We had 2,500 people waiting to get in the doors to be part of the celebration of Black Friday and to get their deals to kick off their holiday shopping. The sales continue throughout the weekend in many places. Some retailers also announcing they'll have even bigger markdowns on Cyber Monday. President Trump has designated the White House Budget Director Mick Mulvaney to be the acting director of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. The move comes after the agency's director, Richard Cordray, resigned on Friday and named his deputy in charge. With two officials appointed to the same post, it's unclear who will ultimately take control of the agency. This is SRN News. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. If you're young and healthy, you don't need life insurance, right? Yeah, that's what I used to think, too, until my brother died at 38. Joe left his wife with two kids, a mortgage, and a stack of bills she couldn't pay. Mary had to sell the house and move everybody into this tiny two-bedroom apartment just to make ends meet. I never want to do that to my wife, so I got life insurance. I called AIG Direct and was really surprised how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. Listen, if you have a family, you should seriously think about getting life insurance. You'll feel a lot better having it. Trust me. Call AIG Direct for a free no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you could save up to 70%. Call now. 1-800-981-0472. That's 1-800-981-0472. 1-800-981-0472. All right, here's the great selling point of Relief Factor. Well, actually, the greatest selling point is that it works for the great majority of people who use it. But the big selling factor is really this. You can get all the pain relief benefits of Relief Factor without the negative side effects of ibuprofen. A couple of years ago, with great sciatic pain, I would take ibuprofen a lot. And it helped, but the side effects were so awful after a while that I I just had to discontinue use. But that's not the problem with relief factor. So that's huge. So if you've been using any form of ibuprofen, now you don't have to with relief factor. Go to relieffactor.com, check out the pricing, and please give it a try because pain is pretty awful. Or call 800-500-8384. That's relieffactor.com. Up next on the King Banyan Show, Dr. Banyan drinks coffee and describes the scene outside his office window. Listen to me very carefully. Haven't missed yet. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. It's very, very interesting. I'm going to share this piece with you. This was put up yesterday by um, by uh, uh, Tim Taylor, who um, is the editor, uh, managing editor of the Journal of Economic Perspectives. I think we've had Tim on the show once. He's kind of hard for me to get. Because he he likes his Saturday mornings to do things other than appear on a radio program. Um, yes, that's funny. The 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 tool man. That's funny. 
Um, I've never made the connection. If you, if you, I'm looking at a picture of Tim right now on his blog at uh, convertibleeconomist.blogspot.com, which is a terrific blog. If you're not following it, you're making a mistake. You should, you should. And Timothy T. Taylor at Timothy T. Taylor on Twitter. Um, it's it's one of the best blogs. Uh, uh, it, it best blogs to sort of take economics and make it interesting without without ever feeling like he's dumbed it down. He it's really it's really good stuff. Um anyway, this is pieces about the Amazon effect, right? The Amazon effect is the impact of Amazon on prices. So, he's looked up uh, at at the uh he's looked up and posted uh a something called um the chain type price index for BEA retail and and food services sales and looked at a line called electronic shipping in mail order houses. So I'm looking right now for that piece and I'm going to go, I'm going to see if I can find it. Um, 7U. I'm going to go see if I can find this in here. Um, And, and, and I think that what what he's found, what I think is, what I think is interesting about this is this: since it, since we've come into a period in which, uh, um, since we've come into a period in which uh, more and more shopping is happening online, the impact on prices has been very negative. So think about this: in 1997, 20 years ago. 2.8% of sales happened online. And again, likely on Cyber Monday because your connection at your house in 1997, for which you paid probably the same price as you pay today, was a lot slower, and the experience of shopping online from the house was not as good. Now... 10.4% of sales happen online. And the price in the implicit price deflator which was at 100 in 2009 is now down around 93. So prices for these goods are 7% less than they were in 2009. And that assumes that assumes uh Things have gotten, you know, that assumes that those goods are the same quality, which I'm not sure I agree with either. Okay, it's interesting to note that the following prices for for e-commerce retail might not be a pure deflation of prices. It also might reflect cost savings delivered because buying through increased automated warehouses is becoming more cost efficient compared with standard wholesale and retail product chains. So this is why I brought up this story this mor- this morning through Pound KBRS about delivery of goods and how goods are being delivered. I had never before heard of something called called flex. Okay, um, uh, I never heard of something called uh, flex uh, Amazon flex. Have you heard of this? Apparently, Don has because he. He mentioned it because when I mentioned this on um, on Twitter, he he immediately jumped uh, he immediately jumped to this, um, and and what we found was um, and what he found was a, a map which I think is is interesting, um, looking at the Amazon Global Fulfillment Center network. Okay, looking at where do they have different places. Different facilities. Amazon currently has a hundred. Okay, the Amazon run by Jeff Bezos, who just was reported by Bloomberg um, yesterday, his net worth just broke a hundred billion dollars. Jeff Bezos is now worth a hundred billion dollars. Which to which I say, good for you, sir. But um, but I found this interesting and. And Don, one of our faithful listeners here, uh, who follows us, at, you know, using pound KBRS as the hashtag, 
There are 299 active facilities that Amazon is running. And this doesn't even include all of those, those whole food stores that they're about to, to acquire. There's fulfillment centers, supplement centers, and, and return centers. There's 116 of those. And then there's the uh, fresh food uh, fulfillment centers. There's another 20 of those. And, and they've already put bought the 12 whole food retail grocery distribution centers. That added a, that added a million square feet to the 116 million square feet of uh, distribution centers that they have in the in the U.S. and 30 million to come. Those distribution centers, um, uh, those distribution centers are able to help them deliver products at a at a, at a cheaper price. Okay, uh, compared with with the wholesale and retail product chains, and I think that that. Uh, and this is part of this this miracle of what's happening in the marketplace right now. So I was telling this story the other night because there was a piece that I read. There was a piece I read that started this discussion, and I that I had tweeted, and and the and my my Twitter uh, and 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 what I tweeted was this this piece that was in one of those um, magazines. I'm trying to find. Uh, I'm trying to find uh, out, uh, yeah, it's in Gizmodo, um, titled Amazon's Last Mile. Who's delivering Amazon products to your house? And it turns out that they've basically used the Uber model to create something called Amazon Flex, which basically lets you use the back seat of your car to deliver Amazon product and to make Amazon deliveries. I only start only was struck by this article because of a story I was told last Sunday by by my friend with whom I have have a standing Sunday night invitation to watch football, um, um, smoke a cigar, and and drink good scotch. Three things that I really love. He said, "You know, last Sunday night I came back from he he had gone hunting. He came back from hunting, of course." Guys coming back from hunting on Sunday night are a little exhausted, so he went to bed a little early. Um, He had canceled on our usual standing Sunday appointment. And there's a ring at the door at 10 o'clock. He was already in bed by then. He stumbles down and finds an Amazon delivery at 10 o'clock on a Sunday night. And he says, says to me, is FedEx or UPS or you or the Postal Service are they working at this time? Is that what's happening here? And I asked him if he saved the box, and I, he said he said no. I said, well, then I don't. Then we don't know who delivered it, right? He said no. So I see this story that was put up. Uh, this is from a by a fellow named Brian Menegas um, on Gizmodo on the sixteenth of this month, and and it's just titled like this, who delivers Amazon orders? Increasingly, it's plainclothes contractors with few labor protections, driving their own cars, competing for shifts on the company's own Uber-like platform. Though it's deployed in dozens of cities and associated with one of the world's biggest companies, government agencies and customers alike are nearly oblivious to the the program's existence. So I sent this to them... um, I sent this piece to them uh, about. Um, uh, I sent this piece to them about, uh, about uh, eight a.m. this morning, and I got a quick note back from uh, from uh, the the wife of this couple, who said that might be it. And my question is this: I live in. So as I've mentioned to you, I I live out here, you know, in central Minnesota. I do not live in a big city. So someone in the city, indica- someone in the Twin Cities, already indicated. Yeah, I've re- I've seen this. I've, I've I've received a package through one of these Amazon Flex drivers, and I said, Yeah, that's all well and good, but you're not terribly far from the the fulfillment center down in Shakopee. We're a good seventy five, eighty five miles away, particularly eighty five, probably up where my friend lives. I said, are they really distributing those goods 85 miles away from one of these fulfillment centers? And how are they doing this? 
Well, I note that that now we, we think of Uber and Lyft and, and Airbnb and such things as being only the domain of of bigger cities. But I now increasingly see the Uber and Lyft stickers on cars here in the here in a, a city of sixty five thousand with another thirty to thirty to forty thousand. It's probably closer to thirty than forty. Uh, living in the immediate immediate neighborhoods around uh, communities around St. Cloud, I see that, and I think, that I, I, and indeed, I had had a student who showed up in my office looking for a meeting. That I said, "Well, that meeting's actually off campus," and he's paused for a second, and said, "Okay, I'll call an Uber." And I thought, "Well, we we've kind of grown up here, haven't we?" But this is part of that value. When 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 this when Brian Menegas, and I'm not going to read much of this article to you, but when he talks about you know governments don't know about this, there are few labor protections. You're getting the product at seven percent less. Shouldn't we give credit to that? Doesn't that deserve some 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 stated value on the other side of the ledger? Or is it the statement of folks like Mr. Menegas that, or Menegas, or however we pronounce his name, that um, you don't deserve to get the product for less? That strikes me. That strikes me as odd. The bil- the ability of people to deliver you products for less. That's in fact how people get wealthy. That's in fact how we end up with somebody like um, somebody like Jeff Bezos being worth a hundred billion dollars. You know what? I don't begrudge the man at all. Even when he's trying to get favors from local government, as somebody says, that's how but that's how the game is played. I get that. I'm fine I'm fine that he has that wealth. My my problem isn't with Mr. Bezos. My problem is with the governments that just fork out money hand over fist to any old business out there that that wants to place uh place another 20 low-paying jobs in your in your market. I just ask them to be a little more careful than the way they are right now. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. I'm Pastor David Mitchell, founder and CEO of Tradeway. I've been in the ministry for over 30 years now, and because the Lord has continued to bless my business endeavors, I've never had to take a salary from the church, which has been a huge blessing in my life and a great way for me to give back to the Lord's work. I'd like to share with you my thoughts on the importance of the family business. You know, these days, people send their children to college to learn a trade that no one in the family has done before. They move away, they work for someone who doesn't love them, and then they trade their infinitely valuable time for a little bit of someone else's money. The old plan was to get a job but lay aside each month and later start a family business. As the owner, you leverage the time of others and earn off hundreds of man hours per day. It's called financial leverage. The added benefit is that each generation teaches the next and builds on these skill sets and your children have the competitive advantage of experience. That's a great plan for potentially creating generational wealth. Tradeway offers you the vehicle to start such a family business by teaching you how to trade in the stock market. Perhaps you're intimidated or confused by the world of investing, but Tradeway is here to help you break down that confusing world of finance so that you can understand it. We're not your typical big Wall Street investment advisory firm. We keep it fun, simple, and personal from day one. We offer our students a powerful education on how to trade in the U.S. stock and options market, coupled with sound investment advice, and all from our family business. We're here to help you reach your biggest goals through taking small steps. Join us and bring your family. Coming to the Minneapolis Marriott West, December 1st and 2nd, only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723, or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. Goo-doo-goo-goo. 
Hey, good day. Welcome to our show, eh? Hey, good day. Hey, before you get locked in for the winter, you should think about an Arctic spot for your backyard. Oh, yeah. Hey, they have those all-weather pools, too. Yeah, swimming outside in a snowstorm. It's awesome. Arctic spas are created in Canada. I say created. Because all the research is done in real weather conditions, just like Minnesota. That's so awesome. So what makes an Arctic spot different? Everything from the flooring, where you don't need a cement slab, the insulation, the pumps, the motors, the computer, the cover, you know, everything, really. The Arctic spot is the number one choice for replacement. That means people who know about hot tubs, well, they always choose the Arctic. Take off, eh? And Arctic spas are the only way to hot tub in Minnesota. With the deals going on right now, there has never been a better time to take the plunge, eh? So you're asking where do we go? Well, you go to Premier Pool in Chanhassen today. Online at PremierPools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously, eh? PremierPools.com. Yeah, I was late to the Eno party, John. I admit, I um, I know I had a, I had a friend uh, my first year of grad school played the living daylights out of Music for Airports. Music for uh, I almost sent you a message specifically about that that album. Definitely uh, not uh, bumper music uh, stuff. It's not bumper music. Um, he thought it was. He used it as uh, like noise canceling for studying purposes. Yep. Yep. And that might, in fact, be the only good use of it. I think I think you're right. I think we found it finally. <laughs> it, it wasn't much. But Eno was so much more than... Which album is this? Yeah, yeah. Which (laughs) album is this from? Uh, It's from like '74. I can't remember the title of the album. It's called "The True Wheel." It's before he got really ambient. You know. Yeah, yeah. So, so, but you're right. This is so, John. What's the theme? I haven't figured out the theme. I just went back for some of that. Uh, A couple weeks back, you you uh, made a comment about some earlier some Bowie from his German period, and I kind of just grabbed some stuff that sort of. Loosely yeah. fits into that sort of oddball. Oh, absolutely! Uh, you know, Eno, uh, even Brian Ferry. Some of his stuff could kind of be lumped in with that period of Bowie. I guess I'm not a huge Eno or Roxy music fan. I I know a little bit about them, but uh, actually, my old man is much more knowledgeable when it comes to Brian Ferry. But I thought I'd try to play off that uh, that aspect of your taste of music today. That's beautiful. Thank you. Um, we we get a couple comments on Twitter at pound KBRS um, um, uh, canoe often um, um, notes that uh, the John Deere dealership used to have this this habit of uh, of moving machines to the back lot to keep uh, to keep the farmers guessing. The farmers would say, "Hey, you're sure moving a lot of iron." My friend smiled and said, "Yes." And some farmers would buy to keep up with others. But they had, uh, I mean, again, uh, I would uh, I would point out they had two, they had two trucks on every three spots. Um, the place that had emptied out the front, um, I of course I'm driving by at about about forty five miles an hour, so I can't look too much, obviously. But um, I I really think um, I really think that there are fewer cars on that lot than I'm used to seeing. At the Honda, that was a Honda dealership in the city. Um, that's not what happened at this this truck place. I, I think it's a fairly honest assessment. My only problem with it is I usually only sample the same car lots over and over and over. I go to the ones at the edge of at the edge of the uh, St. Cloud Market. I usually don't go all the way out to Cold Spring just because it's it's like a 15, 20 minute drive to look at one car lot. And it's just not enough return on that investment. Um, so I typically don't do that. Um, but uh, anyway, that's a, that, that's a good comment. Um, that's, an inter- that's an interesting technique uh, and, and well worth thinking about. Uh, Jack Reeder in, uh, 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 tweets uh, at us about the automation question. Automation replaced phone operators. Hmm. Do we think there are no phone operators? 
I actually would argue phone operators were probably, I mean, I will first of all point out that uh, um, there are people that still dial 411, <laughs> right? One of them happens to be, one of them is somebody I happen to be married to, and they charge for it. But what I find most interesting is they'll look it up for you, and then they'll press a button, and, and an automated voice will come on and tell you the number in the name of the person that you've asked for so that there's no error. But they charge you 50 cents for it. So have they replaced a lot of phone operators? Sure. But all of them? No. And someone mentioned, um, mentioned bank tellers. Actually, the number of bank tellers, the number of bank tellers, I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, the number of bank tellers has actually risen. We just don't, we don't call them bank tellers now. We call them customer service representatives. And while we, while you've got, you don't have the bank of 20 tellers like you used to have. I, I used to have that. I used to work in one of those that had 24 windows, and I was one of the 24 back when I was in college. I had a lot of jobs when I was in college. But what you see now is you see more branches. That instead of having 20 and 25 people in them, the credit union I go, I go to seldom has more than three or four people in at any time. And it has an ATM in front. But there are some transactions that the machine just won't handle. Hey, you go inside and take care of it as well. It's changed the way in which we produce, you know, consumer banking services. But it hasn't ended how we do that. So I, I, I don't necessarily agree with that one. Um, <laughs> Ken and Champlin says, Amazon Flex is just a retread of the newspaper carrier model. Uh, does the government know about that one? Well, having been a newspaper carrier, and in fact be, used, used to being the, the delivery guy to the newspaper carriers, I can tell you the real difference is, is the number of distribution points. But I used to have, I used to drive the truck for the Manchester Union leader that would go up two hours to the north, to the northern half of New Hampshire, to drop off bundles of papers for paper boys to carry. Um, the, that certainly, that certainly strikes me as being, being similar to what I see here. I wouldn't be surprised to learn that, that Amazon is also renting smaller spaces to take, to take goods for just in time delivery, uh, for people like my friends up in, uh, up in uh, a, a suburb of the twins, a suburb of St. Cloud. Um, Phone support replaced by full phone answering trees. Yes, except for calls with a lot of persistence. That's that's true. Okay, I'm not saying, uh, but I'm not saying that you you've reduced it. I'm saying, as a job, as a job opportunity, elevator operators are zero. Are zero. There's, you can still reach phone support. You can still get phone support with a live human. We all do it. We all we all say, no, I don't want to talk to your darn answering tree. And keep pressing the button until you get what you want. Right? No, no, no. I, I disagree. There are people behind there. Okay? Are they hiring fewer? Yes. I agree there are fewer people operating the phones at a call distribution, at a call center than there were 25 or 30 years ago. But my, my, my point is the people that used to make calls to help with sales, a lot of them have been turned over to work on other things like collections. Sure seems like there's a lot of calls for that still. 651-289-4477. Thank you all. That, the comments on Twitter are just really, really good today. Appreciate that very much. Um, the this Gizmodo piece just re, it's just an example of how the left writes about markets. It's just it's just um, um, it's 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 just it's just interesting to me. Um, you know, 
it's just it's just interesting to me that that uh, that they've now gone to using something as old fashioned. I think Ken's comment is so prescient. It, it, it is like a newspaper d- delivery person. And think about that. What that was. I would stand on a dock, receive a bundle of news bundles and bundles of newspapers. I drove a truck that was owned by the newspaper uh, company, the union leader, um, and I would drive it two hours north in the middle of the night so that by the time I got up there, it was about 4.35 in the morning. I'd get to the dock at 1.30, load it up, and you'd have to or- put them in a certain order so you left the right bundles for the right carriers. I'd get up there by 3.30, 4 o'clock, and I would drop those bundles off and frequently. The people that were making the delivery uh, were waiting to receive them, roll them up, and then take them and start driving down streets and delivering them. Um, later on, I would get back. I'd get back to town about six o'clock, and I picked up a, a second shift to go drop newspapers in the honor boxes around town as well. Don't be surprised. I mean, think about this: to solve the last mile problem. If you live within a mile or two of federal expre- of a Federal Express office, um, you can tell your friends to send your send your goods as they ship on uh, uh, over the holidays here. You can tell them to send it to the FedEx office rather than deliver it to your house. You go over and pick it up. You saved. You'll probably end up saving that person four or five dollars in delivery cost. Did you know that? My brother, who works for FedEx, taught me that that trick uh, over the summer. And now when I send him his uh, Christmas present, I'm not sending it to his house. I'm going to send it to the nearest drop place instead. And my brother his gift for less money. That's good. Right? That's how economies grow. I got a couple other topics I need to talk about, including the resignation of Janet Yellen. The least surprising news of the week coming up next on the King Banyan Show on Business 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on that bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say you've got mail. Well, thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play Business Radio 1440. Throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite Business 1440 hosts and shows with Alexa and Amazon Echo. Do you want exceptional convenience and still do business with a like-minded Minnesota company? It's not luck. It's Lucky's Station Convenience Stores. Larry Elder here with Lucky's owner, Scott Stevens. Lucky was our first family pet, and so we elected to name the company after her to kind of represent some of the values that she had that we like to carry over into our customers. Loyalty, allegiance, trustworthiness, and faithfulness. We're a value-driven company that lines up with companies consistent with the Patriot. We have all the products you're going to find in any of our competitors. Come into any Lucky Stations this month. Mention the Patriot Radio. You'll get a free 2-liter Pepsi product with any store purchase or gas. We also want to send you to a Vikings game. Go to LuckyStations.com and register by November 30th. One winner gets a pair of tickets to the Vikings Cincinnati game. Our hope is to earn your business so you can make Lucky's your landmark for convenience and service. Now there's a Lucky Station near you. Find them online at LuckyStations.com. Lucky's Station, the official convenience store of AM1280, The Patriot. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. 
The Supreme Court recently announced that it will take a very important case. A California law requires crisis pregnancy centers to inform women who come to the centers of the availability of abortion, even requiring the use of specific state-mandated language. Several of the centers have challenged the constitutionality of the legislation, arguing that the law violates their religious liberty and their free speech, requiring them to state speech to the women who come into the clinics that violates their own convictions. It is indeed the case that if a crisis pregnancy center in California can be required by state law to use government-mandated language about abortion, then free speech really doesn't exist. If the government can mandate the use of language that violates the convictions of the very people who established and volunteer in these crisis pregnancy centers, then religious liberty doesn't really exist. There is no greater moral issue faced by the generation of Americans now living than abortion, and the Supreme Court has decided to wade back into those waters. I'm Albert Moe. Let's face it, life can get busy. Between work, trips to the cabin on the weekends, keeping your eye on the markets, with everything going on, convenience usually comes at a premium. But Business 1440 is here to make things a bit easier. With the iHeartRadio app, you can stream your favorite shows anytime, anywhere, and it's free. Download iHeartRadio from the App Store or listen online at iHeartRadio.com and stay connected with your best financial partner wherever you go. Business 1440. Got it feeling like Lounge Lizard Saturday. Of course, that was the ultimate uh, name for Brian Ferry from Roxy Music. Lounge Lizard number one, at least in our minds. Welcome back, King Bang Show Business 1440. Thank you for being with us today. So on. Uh, on Monday of this past week, a uh, press release came out from the Federal Reserve, and I think this was the least, least surprising thing that happened. Janet Yellen submitted her resignation Monday as a member of the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve System, effective upon the swearing-in of her successor as chair. Of course, um, uh, Jerome Powell has been named as the, has been nominated to replace uh, Yellen probably will get appointed sometime, er, will probably be confirmed sometime in early in 2018. It's not likely that they will squeeze that in before the uh, before the end of the year, at least as far as I can tell. Um, she so she's been moved off, and I the reason I bring this up is is there was a very good piece pr- written yesterday. By uh, Bob Eisenbeis. Now, Eisenbeis used to work as the chief economist at the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta. Um, And so he's thought through this, what happens here. Um, And I think this is an an interesting take. And I heard a second interesting take as well on our our stations here, uh, on our station here at uh, Business 1440. Uh, during one of the Bloomberg segments. Uh, this would have been earlier in the week. This is Ira Jersey who reports for Bloomberg. Um, go ahead and play uh, play uh, Ira Jersey, please. You know, it's hard to judge what the future Fed's going to be. We're going to get a whole lot of new governors. We already have a number of new members of the FOMC in, in the form of, of several presidents uh, who have been uh, appointed recently. Um, and you're going to get a new, uh, a new vice chair of the Federal Open Market Committee when, uh, um, when New York Fed President Dudley uh, re- retires at the end of next year or resigns. Stop. And- now, here's, this is the important point. So there's basically three positions that are open that are vitally important. The chair, obviously, is an important one. But there are two others, one we discuss and one we really haven't, and that's what Ira Jersey just points out. The, as, as Bill Dudley leaves the New York Federal Reserve, the New York Federal Reserve is, the, is a constant, it's a fixed seat on the FOMC plus... Uh, the the president of the New York Federal Reserve 
oversees the system open market desk, which does the trading of, of securities on behalf of the Federal Reserve. So the loss of the loss of Dudley, who's been in that position, uh, gosh, when did he start? I want to say 1997. Um, so I think he's been there. I, I'm, he's been there roughly 20 years. Um, is a very, very has a very, very uh, big pair of shoes to fill and create some additional uncertainty. Let's play the. Uh, let's let's go ahead and, uh, and and play the rest of the Jersey clip. Uh, sometime next year. So so we really don't know exactly what future monetary policy will bring. So that's one reason why listening to the confirmation hearings of Jerome Powell and uh, the, you know who the who the president picks as the next vice chair, those two seats in particular will probably be very important for um, for what the future of monetary policy is. W- will they be more dovish? Will they be more hawkish? Or will they stay the course? Like we, it's you know we can all make speculations, but in reality, I, I don't think anyone quite knows at this point. So, so this gets really complicated. There's a there, this gets really complicated because there are now four vacancies. Plus, okay, there are now four vacancies on FOMC. Um, there are okay, and the fact that most of them, most of them now are non-economists, which is okay. But there will only be one PhD economist left on the on the board when Yellen leaves, and that that uh, and this is what uh, Robert Eisenbeis points out. At uh, he works uh, for Cumberland and Associates, which is a which is a, a, a an advisory a financial advisor that specializes in municipal bonds, and they have sent they have tried to send names up, and they've actually had three people. Step aside that uh, that uh, uh, that they've tried to appoint and not been able to appoint. So the Trump administration is required to find by the by, and get this this I learned something new. This is the beauty of of, of Robert Eisenbeis. I learned something new from reading his piece in the reauthorization of the Terrorism Risk Insurance Act of 2014. Congress now requires that the that the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve has to include someone who's who's got work experience or has been supervising of a community bank with assets of less than ten billion dollars. They have blown through according to an article that was in the Wall Street Journal in June, they can't find anybody to take this job. Okay, so the problem is right because of ethic rules. If you are if you are nominated to to replace somebody, if you are nominated to the Federal Reserve, you have to divest uh, all your financial firms that are in your portfolio. And what's happened is the bankers who approached on this are like, "I'm not doing that. I don't want to give up. I don't want to give give that up." Particularly given that many community banks are privately run businesses. They really can't divest without basically selling the bank, which is supposed to be passed on to their heirs. That was the plan all along. That would be, that would be, uh, that would be uh, an issue. But Janet Yellen, so so, they can't find anybody to replace that. They do not have. Um, they they do not have. Um, you know, noted they do not have anybody with a background in economics or econometrics. They have covered the supervisory piece. Um, their vice, their new vice chair, whose first name I'm, I'm blanking on, but the last name is Quarles. Um, uh, I'm blanking on the first name, but uh, Quarles is is a is somebody with supervisory experience. So they'll they'll be able to do that. Um, but there is. Um, but there is the the problem is 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 what happens with with policy in the short run as as Eisenbeis points out you have four vacancies okay bill dudley is leaving okay he's typically been a yellen supporter but you've got you've got other the you've got Economists who are who are bank presidents. That'll be uh, 
uh, President Bostick from Atlanta, President Mester from Cleveland, and President Williams from San Francisco. Um, and then, and then you will have, um, you, you will have, in essence, the only economic knowledge that's happening at the FOMC will be from the bank presidents. So, what will, will that look like? What will that look like? What we think that looks like. What we think that looks like is that you're likely to see. You're likely to see um, interest rates continue to rise one or two steps in 2018. I'll, I'm going to say two right now that will probably be done by June. If you add that to the quantitative tightening that we've discussed on the King Banyan show here already, I think this makes it likely that interest rates, particularly at the long end, uh, for you know, at, at uh, longer time, a longer uh, time to maturity at 10 years and beyond are likely to move by at least 50 and more likely by 100 basis points. That will be that will be a, 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 a gradual policy increase. I think they I, I, I think they believe in new normal, so they're they're not going to be holding back on on rate increases, thinking that there's still room to run. They all are new normal buyers. I'm telling you, this this really feels like a, a Fed that is likely not only to raise interest rates when they meet next month, but will raise interest rates once or twice more. I'm saying two times more in 2018 with a bias toward the first half of the year rather than the second half of the year. I think... Uh, I, I think that, so that means that somewhere in the middle of 2018, the Fed funds rate is going to be at, at 2%, and it makes it likely that the, to me, that the 10-year bond is going to now be trading at something around three and a quarter to three and a half. Okay, and those are my first set of predictions that I see there, and it's baked in the cake. I don't see them confirming too many of these FOMC members very quickly unless you know unless somehow they decide that these are as important as the judicial appointments that president trump has made and we know that the uh we know that uh the uh the, the minority party the democrats in congress are looking for ways to um create some pressure points uh, versus the administration and these fed appointments would make a pretty tasty place um, if you're if you think about the legislative process, this would probably be a pretty good place for them to do that. We'll be back after this. You are listening to the King Banyan Show on Business KYCR Golden Valley, a service of Salem Communications. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all. The few, the proud, the Marines. 
Tune in to Investing for Success with Mark Pearson every day for your dose of dollars and cents. Dollars and Cents is our daily segment that takes a candid look at what makes no sense, what's a bunch of nonsense, and how to use a little common sense when it comes to investing and financial matters. We look at the full spectrum of today's hottest topics, from investments to insurance, college payments to major purchases, dollars and cents digs into the no sense, the nonsense, and the common sense, so you can make better sense of it all. Get the answers to your important questions, gain some financial peace of mind, and have some fun. It's Dollars and Cents with Mark Pearson during Investing for Success from 4 to 5 p.m. every day, right here on Business 1440, the Wall Street Business Network. That's Investing for Success with Mark Pearson every day from 4 to 5 p.m. on Business 1440 on the Wall Street Business Network. I'm Teresa Morrow, the Vice President of External Relations with the Minneapolis Foundation. You know, WNAV has done a lot of pretty significant sized events for us, and they do everything from sound and lights to the audio to videotaping to making sure that all the performers look and sound right. As an event person, you really sweat the details, and when I work with WNAV, I don't worry about that stuff. They always come through for me, whether it's an event for 1,500 people or it's an intimate event, and all I need is a microphone and a sound system. They can do that full range for me. Probably the greatest thing about WNAV, not only are they early, they're usually there before I am. They scout it ahead of time. They're prepared for what your event is, and I know I can count on WNAV 100% of the time, and I do. Hi, I'm Mark, president of WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Online at WNAV-video.com. I have never heard this. This is weird, isn't it? I mean, I probably, as I told you, Brian Ferry was a regular in my house throughout, from about 1980 to, to well, I got married, I got married in 88, so, um, yeah, so about then. Uh, Barbara's no fan. Um, so, <laughs> that's putting it gently. <laughs> um, but the, the way it probably came out was something like, get that off! So, anyway, uh, yeah, I haven't heard that one. Yeah, Brian Ferry doing Canned Heat. It's it's an odd one from yeah, about 74. Yeah, that's, that's pretty strange. <laughs> hey, hey, I was I got one more. This is also from um, the, the, uh, um, the undoubtedly brilliant uh, Tim Taylor uh, at Conversable Economist. Um, I have thought about this for a while. I was reading a. Uh, if you go over to the Center of the American Experiment, John Phelan has a has an update of their work on how the uh, Minnesota economy is not doing really well. And I have I have had two thoughts about this for some time. One, it's certainly true that the growth rate of the Minnesota economy hasn't been hasn't been all that great. But that's true for a lot of places in the upper Midwest, and I have wondered, I have wondered, whether or not that's because of the structure of, of what we have here. It's hard to grow, you know. If you're if all your if all your economy depends on is um, the sheet metal industry, um, you might have uh, you you might have some issues. Now, it's of course not not Minnesota. Minnesota has a fairly well. Uh, diversified economy. By the way, let me let me point out what's the number one employer, private sector employer in Minnesota. There was a great map of this because it was trying to show Walmart is the largest employer in twenty two states, but not Minnesota. In Minnesota, Mayo. Mayo clinics are the number one employer in the state. Private sector. Okay, the public sector is bigger than Mayo, but 
let that be it. Good guess, John. That's right. I got it. You nailed it. All right. Uh, But I would add this one other point. One thing that I like about Minnesota is that my dollar goes further. And what what Tim Taylor has posted for me is this I is it, this is from a couple of weeks ago uh, regional price parities, right? If I look at if I look at the state of Minnesota, we're in the upper half of per capita personal income uh, at forty six and a half thousand dollars, but we're nowhere near where like a New York is at fifty three. 53,000 or Massachusetts at 57,000 or Connecticut at 62,000. But the problem is it costs a lot to live in those places. It costs a whole lot to live in those places. So it so there is data out there which is used to to balance up the prices in various in, in balance up the prices to adjust for the difference in the cost of living of living in say a New York City or a San Francisco versus living in a Minneapolis or or an Omaha and when you make that balance we move into the top 10 all category they all become top 10 states when you adjust for for prices and this is this is the point i make to people as you start as you continue on in your your holiday living you know what you give thanks for you give thanks for the fact that in this that this economy is now more and more able to spin out the ability to buy things at cheaper and cheaper prices and and if you're living here in the midwest you actually have an advantage over the folks living on the coast. Our cost of living is better. We actually have adjusted for regional price differences. We do just as well as a place like as a place like New Jersey, okay, or Delaware, right? We do fairly well. We do pretty well here, and it's because of prices. And those prices are dropping thanks to the wonders of the market. So give thanks for that. And we'll see you here next week on another episode of the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Are you sitting in traffic going to or from a job you don't like? Or maybe love your job but don't make enough money to pay the bills? Learn to make a second income trading just like Wall Street at Online Trading Academy. We'll teach you to confidently grow and protect your money so you live life the way you want to and never run out of money in retirement. Register for our free trading and investing class on your cell phone at pound 250. Just say the keyword OTA or register at learnwithota.com. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit aigdirect.com. If you're young and healthy, you don't need life insurance, right? Yeah, that's what I used to think, too, until my brother died at 38. Joe left his wife with two kids, a mortgage, and a stack of bills she couldn't pay. Mary had to sell the house and move everybody into this tiny two-bedroom apartment just to make ends meet. I never want to do that to my wife, so I got life insurance. I called AIG Direct and was really surprised how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. Listen, if you have a family, you should seriously think about getting life insurance. You'll feel a lot better having it, trust me. Call AIG Direct for a free no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you could save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-981-0472. That's 1-800-981-0472. 1-800-981-0472. Back to doing what I love and more. When you're in pain, you need a good feet store. Don't suffer from foot pain, sore ankles, tired legs, achy back and hips, or sore knees. Go to the Good Feet Store for your no-obligation custom fitting and immediately feel the difference. The Good Feet Arch Support System is designed to put your feet in an ideal position, redistribute body weight more evenly, and help relieve pain and stress. With over 350 styles and sizes to relieve your pain. This is Michael Medved, and I wear my Good Feet Arch Support System in all of my shoes. I'm told they even work in worn high heels. I don't have experience with that. If you have stress, if you have tension, pressure, or pain in your back, hip, knees, ankles, or feet, call for your appointment, 855-554-3338, for your no-obligation fitting. 
you can use your flex spending accounts and most health savings accounts too. Visit one of the three Good Feet locations, Bloomington, Maple Grove, and the brand new store in Maplewood. Thanks to the Good Feet store. Welcome to our show, eh? Hey, good day to you too, eh? It's hot tub season. Love it. Cool nights, hanging out with the family in the backyard. It's the perfect way to end your day. You know it. And Premier Pool and Spa has your hot tub waiting for you, eh? Your hot tub should be an Arctic spa built in Canada for these Minnesota winters. Yup. Come and see the total difference in an Arctic spa. Yeah, visit Premier Pool and Chanhassen today at premierpools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously at premierpools.com. Take off, eh? Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.